The Girl Scout Leadership Experience is a research-based theoretical model that describes what girls do in the Girl Scouts, who they do it with, how they do it, and how they'll benefit from their participation. During Passion to Action, we've talked to the girls and the adults who support them about their experience in the Girl Scouts, how they've grown from it, and why it means so much to them. However, we haven't broken down the actual model used by the organization. Today, we're going to do just that with our special guest and daughter of change, Mara Moorhead. Mara is the new leader and CEO of the Girl Scouts of Maine. Born and raised in Portland, Maine, Mara graduated from Daring High School. She has a BA in Poli Sci from Wellesley College and an MSW from UNH. Mara worked with teens and was the clinical director at a group home for adolescent girls in Dover, New Hampshire. Although she hasn't practiced in years, she says that she uses her social work skills every day. She also ran her own baked goods company where she created a bean boot cookie for LL Bean. Mara has been in the nonprofit world for a decade and is excited about her new career with the Girl Scouts of Maine, which allows her to play a role in helping thousands of young girls and young women find and use their voices to become leaders. Welcome to a Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast, where you'll hear the stories of young women who have turned their passion into action through Girl Scouting. Encouraged and prepared through the Girl Scout leadership experience to imagine solutions and chase innovation where others only see challenges, these girls are exploring their big ideas with freedom and flexibility. They are motivated to build things from scratch, unleash their potential, and lead us toward the answers our future requires. Prepare yourselves to be amazed. Before we get started, a special thanks and a big shout out to our collaboration partners for the Passion to Action campaign. The Girl Scouts of Maine, building girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And First National Bank and First National Wealth Management, serving Maine from 17 branches along the coast and inland in Bangor. Dream first, our best days are ahead. Mara Moorhead, welcome to the special Passion to Action edition of the Daughters of Change podcast. I'm really excited that we're going to be talking today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we have a lot of really fun stuff to talk about. I mean, we've been talking on this uh, Passion to Action series a lot uh, with the girls themselves, you know, the Girl Scouts themselves, Mm -hmm. and all of the amazing ways that they are actually moving through the world as leaders. And we've talked with a lot of the volunteers and the staff, but we haven't really broken down the Girl Scout leadership model you know, the nitty gritty. And so I'm glad that we're going to be talking about that today, among other things. So I'm pretty excited. Me too. Let's do it. All right. So before we get into that, Mara, 
What's something people would be surprised to know about you? So I, let's see, one thing I think people are kind of surprised at is to learn that like, I'm a true Mainer. I was born and raised in Maine. I've lived in New England my entire life, um, with the exception of one year that I lived in Chicago, great town. Um, and I think people are surprised by that. It might be because my parents are, quote, from away. Like, so maybe I'm not a true Mainer after all, but. <laughs> I think you actually are. If you're a zygote yeah. here, you get to be a true Mainer. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I look at it. <laughs> okay. I mean, now, I, I didn't move here till I was 10, so I think I'm technically still from away. Yeah, you're from away. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. One of my kids was a zygote here, so he's a true mainer. The other one didn't get here till he was three, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know how that. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works either. But that's really funny. I like that. And so there was something that you said to me that I actually put into the intro that I thought was really interesting, and I just want to ask you that, and then we will, I promise, start talking about the Girl Scouts. But you mentioned that you use your social work skills every day. And I thought that that was very interesting. Okay. What do you mean by that? Like, how, how do you use them? What skills do you find that you brought with you from that phase of your life into your everyday? Right. So as a social worker, I was a clinician and I worked with adolescents mostly. Um, and so it's not like I spend my day psychoanalyzing people. I'm not, <laughs> I, don't, I don't go that deep, but you know, as a clinician, like I really learned those skills like around active listening, around validating feelings, you know, reflective listening, and really the importance of establishing trust and open communication. And, you know, those are things that first of all, come in very handy as a leader of an organization. And then also, you know, given my role in my previous role as a fundraiser, being out in the community, mm -hmm. talking to people, I mean, you know, you do this for a living too, right? You right. can't have a conversation with people if you're the only one doing the talking. So, so that's kind of what I mean. I use those mostly interpersonal skills that I learned as a clinician and in my social work, that's what I really use every day. Which is fantastic. I mean, that's a great skill set, A, to learn and to recognize and to bring forward with you. And I think especially as leading a team. I think that's it's important for a lot of things, but so important as a leader of a of an organization. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, especially one that's teaching girls how to find their voices. That's so. right. And yeah. it's so important that we role model that, that we are respectful in our communications and that we're validating and supportive in the ways that we interact and we show up in the world. Yeah, 100%. And and part of that, I think, actually, what you just said is is going to come into what we're talking about. You know, there's a certain relevance to that with what we're going to be talking about. Right. And now you are relatively new to the role as the leader slash CEO of the Girl Scouts of Maine. What is it that you like best about your job? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, so I am celebrating my four month anniversary, not anniversary because it's only four months, but tomorrow. So I started on July 11th. So I definitely think I get to say I'm still new with only four months in. Um, what do I not like about my job? Like I get to show up every day to collaborate with this amazing group of dedicated, smart, mission driven people, right? Who are there to help teach and support and develop our leaders of tomorrow. Like, what could you not like about that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think some of the other things that I really like about my job are things like this, like being able to go out in the community and talk about the amazing things that are happening at Girl Scouts, and then to see our work in action, 
you know, going and visiting camp and seeing the girls at camp. And then I know, you know, we're going to talk about it a little later, but, you know, having the opportunity to go and participate in transforming leadership activities like that, that just really, you know, uh, highlight what we do. Yeah, I can imagine, like, what a great feeling it is to be working in your position there or in any of the positions, because I've I've grown so fond of the organization, um, you know, doing the Passion to Action series and, you know, not having been a Girl Scout myself. And I think this next question really kind of comes from that place. But for being somebody that wasn't, you know, involved prior to this. But I think a lot of times when people... Um, Think about the Girl Scouts and the leadership experience. There are misconceptions, right? And But I would love to hear from you. How are the Girl Scouts, you know, as an organization, adapting to today's girls and today's world? Yeah, that's an important question. And, you know, it's something that we're looking at locally that Girl Scouts USA is looking at, you know, at a, at a national level, um, because we have to adapt. And you know, I think this is an opportunity for us to walk the walk. We are at our core a girl-led organization. So how are we listening to what's important to the girls? Are we asking them? Um, because that's how we're going to keep them. That's how they're going to stay connected, right? And and that if we're not doing that, we're going to lose them. And I think, you know, on some level, at the national level, Girl Scouts USA is, you know, they are listening and they're creating new badges and new journeys like around STEM careers and cybersecurity and coding and, and things like that. And, you know, adding content about climate change, which is really important to our girls. We surveyed mm -hmm. them at Transforming Leadership last weekend, and that is one of the issues that rises to the top for them. So creating content so that they can learn more and participate actively in that and then the whole, you know, the whole world is focused on mental health and mental wellness and, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. And how are we kind of adapting um, to, to accommodate all of that? And I think also fundamentally, we're at a crossroads. Their girls today have so many demands on their time that if we put our foot down and say, you must choose Girl Scouts above all else, we're going to lose. So... How are we meeting girls where they are? And if girls, you know, can plug in once a month and that's what they want, great. If they want to be independent and be a Juliet, great. If they want more, great. They want less, great. We have to adapt. And we have to be listening to what their interests are and giving them what they want. There's lots to choose from and we have to be relevant and attractive to them. I like that too. And, and later on, we are going to discuss a bit why it is important for the girls to be able to participate in the organization when they are a little bit older as well. So we're, but I like what you just said about listening to the girls and right. sort of on the same vein, is there a particular misconception or any particular misconceptions about the Girl Scouts that you'd like to address before we dig into the actual, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the leadership experience? Right. I think the biggest misconception is that Girl Scouts is about cookies, camps, and crafts. And yes, cookies, camps, and crafts is wonderful, and we are about that. But at our core, which is why we're here today and what we're talking mm -hmm. about, we are a leadership program for girls of all ages. That's what we're, but that's what I think of when I think of Girl Scouts, yeah. right? I, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's a, a really important issue to address because I think that is, you know, people are familiar with the cookies. And of course, 
hey, they're great. Let's be honest, right? Can't wait to eat of them course. every year. But, you know, what goes into even just the selling of the cookies and how that becomes a leadership experience, everything from the beginning to end. And we're going to actually talk about examples of that. But um, as I mentioned in the intro, the Girl Scout leadership experience is a research-based and a theoretical model. It's not just something that you talk about. Like there's thought behind this, there's research behind this. Um, And so I'd like to talk about what the different pieces are in general terms, right? So it's, it really is about what do the girls do in Girl Scouts, right? Who are they doing it with? How are they doing it? And how do they benefit? So I would like to address each one of those pieces Mm -hmm. in general terms individually, and then we'll really dive in to even more Mm -hmm. detail. So from that aspect, when I say what do girls do in Girl Scouts, what would you say about that in general terms? I would say in general terms, it's almost easier to answer what don't girls do in Girl Scouts, right? I mean, First of all, like at our core, Girl Scouts is about girls discovering themselves and, you know, finding their voice, connecting with other girls, um, you know, and taking action to make the world a better place. That is at the heart of what we do. And, you know, how do they do it? What are they doing? They're earning badges. They're going on trips. They're doing service projects. They're getting outdoors. They're learning, creating, exploring, experiencing. They're failing. They're trying. Sometimes they fail. Sometimes they succeed. You know, and we have, so we have four um, core program pillars that they're doing all of this in STEM, outdoors, life skills, and entrepreneurship. And so Girl Scouts of Maine offers staff-led programs and opportunities in all of those things throughout the year that girls can participate in. Um, And then we have, you know, our troops that can, and troop leaders that can tap into, you know, all sorts of programming that's offered through GSUSA. So that, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And I just, every time I hear STEM, I just get a big smile on my face. You know, I mean, that's just right there talks about the relevance, right? And the adapting. And how about who they're doing it with? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they're doing it with their friends. Sometimes they're doing it with their soon to be friends, right? Sometimes they're doing it um, collaboratively within a community, within the state, You know, one of the um, silver linings of COVID is this whole larger online expanded network. So we have a number of troops and service unit areas that have built those national connections and are, you know, doing ongoing programming in the country and bringing in um, leaders and, and things like that from other states. So, you know, we're partnering with uh, they, uh, troops, and we are partnering with companies in the state, um, with other nonprofits. Like, our reach is wide. Yeah. It's amazing how many aspects of that are covered. You know, local businesses, volunteers, other girls. I mean, it really, it really does expand their community and their, you know, their group of people that they're getting to know. And how about um, how they're doing it? How they're doing it, how they're actually participating in Girl Scouts? Yeah. Well, so they are at a high level, right? We have a larger service unit that troops participate in, you know, girls connect, um, with troops in their communities, um, sometimes in their Mm -hmm. schools, outside of their schools, and then they're engaging in activities throughout the year to participate. 
and they how they benefit. That's another important benefit. piece yeah. that the organization is looking at as they're refining this leadership model that they've put together, which is research-based. I just want to say that again. Yes, this is research-based. And I am, I'm, I'm actually going to read um, these because there are some pretty impressive statistics involved. So yeah. there are five leadership outcomes. Um, and research shows that 80% of girls who participate in Girl Scouts develop a strong sense of self versus 68%. 75% display positive values 60 versus 59. 62% seek challenges and learn from setbacks versus 42%. And 60% form healthy relationships versus 43%. So those five outcomes are develop a strong sense of self, display positive values, seek challenges and learn from setbacks, form healthy relationships. So all of that is, you know, that's all part of becoming a leader, you know, from a young age. And I know that a particular importance is placed on the role of supportive adult relationships, right? So that's a big part of the leadership experience. What does that look like and why is it so important? Yeah. Well, you think, I mean, to answer why it's so important, right? You think back to your own life and research shows that if a child has even just one supportive adult or mentor in their lives, it can change the trajectory of their life, right? Do you have someone in your life that comes to mind when you think about that from your childhood? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. several several people, actually, yeah. Right. I go back to my first grade teacher, Ann Jewell, um, and I can picture, like sitting here talking to you, I can picture her. She was this kind, supportive, um, smart woman, elegant, like she had silver hair and a chignon. She wore her, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, she was just amazing. But what I, I remember all that, but what I really remember is she was the first person to instill that confidence in me, that sense that I'm smart, that I can learn, that I can do anything I want to do, I can do. And that just that sense has stayed with me my entire yeah. life. I, I went back to it my entire academic career and just wanted to do more, be more because of this woman that, you know, I interacted with in first grade. Yeah. And that's the role that our troop leaders play with girls in their troops and, and in our community. And it's so critical and so important. And, um, and is just, I think, something that, that these girls don't get in other places at home, at school, yes, but but it's an opportunity to get that in another place, I guess I should say. Yeah, and you know, it's so important because as you were saying that, and I was actually thinking, I did have people, but I had more people telling me what I couldn't do because I was a girl, because of my age and because of the time I grew up. Right. You know, I was, I would have thrived right. with that type of a, particularly a female mentor. Another woman telling me, that I could be anything I wanted to be. I didn't actually hear that. I heard like, you know, get your college degree in case something happens to your husband or education is important. Now, obviously I didn't buy into it, but I, you know, I was still at a time when we didn't, that was something that was, I think, scary for a lot of mothers or parents to say to their daughters. So I, I just see this and I get like, oh my God, I love it. But it is. you, And the fact that you're looking back at somebody from your first grade that made such an important, your first grade teacher, and you still, that made such an impact on you that you're still talking about it today. I love that. Yeah. Um. So obviously that's really important as well. And 
There are also, there are three processes that are part of this model, right? Um, and what are the three processes? Right. So I touched upon it a little while ago. Girl-led is one, right? So we are, and that means girls take an active role in their learning. They're asking questions. They're using their imagination, right? They're developing that, that skill. Um, learning by doing is the second one. So when girls go and participate in activities, they're not going to be lectured. They're going to learn by doing and do to learn, right? They're getting their hands in there and they're, um, they're actively participating and learning by doing. And then it's also, it's not just about the activity, it's about the whole process tied to the activity. So what did you learn from it? How did we communicate? What can we do differently? And then the third process is cooperative learning. So girls are learning to work together with respect towards a common goal. And I mean, if those three things don't sort of speak to what a good leader is and does, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know what does. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that's so true. There's a lot of people. Actually, there's probably a lot of adults in business that should go back and join. The I know Girl they, Scouts, should, do, they right? should join a troop. They should get. You've got to give them that leadership model. As a matter of fact, it's interesting because, you know, we work with the First National Bank on this campaign, and uh, our fabulous uh, cohort there, Sue Norton, uh, was actually a Girl Scout leader. And she has some of the leadership information that she was taught as a leader that she still uses to train people right. at the bank. Right. So I think that you, because it, it was so, you know, at that point we were talking about you know, how great and supportive the information is for people that want to become leaders, but she's taken this and brought it into her business life. So I just thought about that when, when we were having that conversation. So, yeah. That's great. And, you know, it is just amazing when you're out in the community and you're talking how many women leaders I come in contact with that yeah. say, I yeah. was a Girl Scout. I was a Girl Scout. And that's what this mm -hmm. is about. Well, I have to say that the young women that I've talked to, I mean, everybody's been amazing, but I've, you know, I've talked a lot to girls that are like late teens, early 20s. They have done more at like 17, 18, 19 years of age than most of the adults I know. I mean, it's incredible the undertaking of some of the projects um, and the things that these young women have worked on. So like, hey. Makes me makes me happy, happy for the future. Yeah. And I know that you we already talked about this, but because it's so important, if we could just reiterate one more time. So you've got those three processes. It's girl led, you know, they're experiencing it. They're working collaboratively. But those five outcomes, again, those are so important because it's such a big part of this. That's right. And I think when we talked about it before, I only mentioned four of them. So, oh, well, <laughs> so, there you go. So we get right. the bonus now. I forgot one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so they develop a strong sense of self. They have positive values. They uh, are challenge seeking. They have healthy relationships and they are problem solving in the community, community problem solving. Those are the five outcomes. Yeah. And this is all part of a research-based model. So, yes. you know, we know that this is happening and so we have also, we've talked about this, like, I don't know if theoretically is the right word, but we've talked about this in terms of, you know, the nuts and bolts. But can you give us some like real life examples of how that whole process plays out? 
Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Girl Scouts are Girl Scouts from kindergarten through high school. So what leadership and the leadership experience looks like in kindergarten is going to look different than in high school. And, you know, again, we've talked a little bit about it, but for our youngest girls, for the daisies, like it really is just about them finding their voice and having choices and being able to express those choices. So do you want to go on this field trip or that field trip? And, you know, what do you do when your choice is chosen? And what do you do when your choice is not chosen? And, you know, it sounds pretty basic, but especially for younger kids who aren't given the opportunity to choose a lot, you know, it's fundamental and it's fundamental to learning to use your voice. So, you know, that's our, that's our youngest ones, you know, for you, you go up a level and, you know, maybe it's something as simple as knife skills, like learning how to cut a banana and then going home and showing their mom, look, mom, I can cut my banana myself. You don't have to do it for me. I learned this at Girl Scouts, right? Or, you know, it's them taking on a, a water, you know, wonders of water journey where they're look, learning about, um, reducing water usage and and then they're actively making posters and they're talking to their friends at school and they're sharing information about how they reduce water waste, right? And then you know, we have this great thing that we did this summer for our older girls. We did an amazing race type program in Boston. So troops got together, they had to take the train, oh, wow. they had challenges in Boston, but what confidence does that build, right? To go and explore and work together to problem solve. And, and you know, a lot of those girls had not been outside of the state. So that's an incredible opportunity and learning experience. And, you know, it all builds. It's not just about going and leading something. It's about the skills underneath that help develop those leaders. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I think a great example is our high award um, girls. So our bronze, silver and gold awards. And those girls spend hundreds of hours identifying a problem in the community, identifying a solution to address that problem, and then implementing sustainable solutions. I mean, it's just amazing. Last year, we had one girl who focused on the declining bee population, and she came up with this yeah. whole awareness campaign. She designed with her dad sustainable bee houses. She posted it online so other people could learn and share and understand what they can do. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing what they do. And, you know, as you put that all like into perspective as you were going through the different ages, you can see that it all builds upon itself. Like right. it, and two things that are sort of underlying are the fact that, well, it's actually three things. It's girl led, like they're making their own choices, right? It's not top down. So yes. that's building their voices, but it's also building their confidence. And that confidence, finding your voice, right. being comfortable with your voice. I mean, we say that term a lot, like find your voice, but really it's finding it as being comfortable to use it and to use it with confidence. And right. all of that, you know, you can see how that's progressive right from what field trip do you want to go on? What badge do you want to work on? It's not like, okay, come in here. You're going to color in between these lines for a half hour and then we're going to do this. It's like, okay. Here's some options. Let's talk about this and let's, we're going to let you choose. And for young kids, I mean, that's probably a first experience for that kind of uh, sort of liberation, if you will, for a lot of young kids at that age. That's right. And you know, 
in those groups, they're doing it in such a safe and supportive environment, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're accepted and, you know, and it's okay to have whatever opinion you have. And so you start expressing those opinions and finding your voice in that setting so that when you get older and you're out in the community, like you said, you have the confidence to share those opinions and values um, in a larger setting, you know, where it isn't quite always as safe and protected or accepting. Yeah. And it's not about like being cool. Right. You know, which is, you know, a whole other, well, we're actually going to step into that in right. theory, uh, moving in a little bit later in the podcast. But the other thing uh, you mentioned earlier is the Transforming Leadership Conference. Now, you had the opportunity to attend that, and it was last month, right? So it was Saturday. It was just Saturday. Oh, it was November. I was thinking it was October. So we, wow. okay, so just like sh- just shy of four months in your role. So this yes. was your first time attending, right? Yes. So what did you think, and like, what were the biggest takeaways you brought back? Like, I just want to hear about because from your perspective coming in as the CEO. Like, what did you think? Okay. And what did you bring home? Well, first of all, like I was just blown away because. This is truly a girl-led experience. So the girls, they set the agenda, they identify the, um, the programs, the sessions, they find the leaders, they map out the entire day. And there was this you know, group of girls that participated in this event and I walk in and they're you know, rehearsing the opening, they've got a panel discussion, they're moderating a panel discussion, they're engaged you know, in front of like a hundred people and it, in high school, I'm like, okay, so that, that is just flat out impressive. And I just, I participated, so there's a, a youth track, a girl track, and then there's an adult track. So it really is, there's something for everyone. And so I made sure that I attended an adult session and then I attended a girl session too. So I think my biggest takeaway beyond just being incredibly impressed um, was just a sense that it is such a wonderful opportunity and it's been happening for, I don't know, 15 years, I think. And it is, it is member only. And I just, I left there and thought, I want this to be, I want it to be open to the public. I want everybody to be able to participate in this, for girls to see, for adults to see, this is what Girl Scouts can produce. If you participate, look at what you can accomplish. I mean, it was just, that was my big, big takeaway. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, if as somebody who's put together events as part of, you know, my career, mapping out all the content for an event Putting an event together, that's a big deal. And most of the, well, all of these girls are still in school. Yeah. Most of them that I've talked to, the the ones that are involved uh, in this particular event, so they're also involved in extracurricular activities. Many of them are taking AP courses. Oh, I yeah. mean, this is not like their full-time job. This is something they're doing you know, with a slice of their time. So I think that, that, that that's huge. That's right. That's really, really impressive because Mm -hmm. it's a big undertaking. It is huge. Yeah. And for it to be successful, you know, on top of it, as you said, it's the 15th year. So that must have really made you go like, oh, I know. I know I picked the right job. (laughs) I know. I did. And I really, it really was like a true mission moment for me and just thought, yep, that's why I'm here. This is what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and now, you know, I want to step back for a minute and talk about the importance of having a safe place for girls 
to actually find their voices and to develop their leadership skills, right? And so, first of all, how does that pertain to the leadership experience? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, the first thing, we just talked about it a little bit too, right? From a young age, being able to express mm-hmm. your voice and find your voice and share opinions in a safe, supportive, accepting environment just sets that foundation so that people have the confidence and courage to continue to express that when they're out of that safe environment. Um, But one of the sessions that I participated in at the Transforming Leadership Conference was this girl session. I think it was called Team Girl. And it um, it was really about values. And we broke out into small groups. And one of the things that we talked about in our group, one of the questions that they asked was, what is sisterhood? What does sisterhood look like for you? What does it look like when sisterhood is like good and successful? And what does it look like when it's not? And I was in a group with, I think, two seventh graders and a 10th grader. And without fail, the three of them said, Girl Scouts is sisterhood. That is, that is my place where I feel safe, where I feel accepted, where I feel supportive. When I don't have that, I feel alone. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just so, so... I don't know, profound and moving and, you know, and they all spoke to, you know, in today's um, climate culture with TikTok, with Instagram, with Mean Girls, with all of that, like having that core, that sisterhood, that safe place um, where they know they are accepted without question um, is just, it's huge for them. The flip side to that is being able to recognize you know, the negativity and to see when sisterhood doesn't work and when women and girls aren't supporting each other or lifting each other up. And I think, you know, for Girl Scouts, that hurts them to the core. Like you see that because it it goes so against the grain of of what they believe and what they're taught from an early age that, that they see that and they see the injustice and they're able to speak out against it. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And, you know, as you're, you know, talking about this and you were saying you're with like a couple of seventh graders and a 10th grader, it, it seems to me, and obviously this question is to you because you're the expert, uh, not me, but it would seem that this becomes even more important as the girls get older and more of these outside influences are bleeding into the world and try and, you know, could be affecting their self-worth, right? You know, because it's just yeah. so prevalent. Do you think that as they get older, it becomes even more important and why? It does. I, for all those reasons that you just said, you know, the negativity, the self-doubt, the the isolation, um, you know, especially coming on the heels of COVID, you know, being able to reconnect, um, to have that support with their troops and with their girls. And, you know, it's just, it it's, the pressure that girls face on a daily basis can be overwhelming. And as, you know, as a 10th grader in my group said, it can feel very, very isolating. And I think that's why it's so critical that these relationships are formed and that these girls have access to that. And, you know, I also think even just from an outside of Girl Scouts perspective, right, there's this incredible network of former Girl Scouts, of alumni that are there, that are in our community, that are in our country, that are in the world that, you know, these girls could can see, can identify with, um, can connect mm-hmm. with. And, you know, I think, I think that's really critical too. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that idea of having that role model, 
Right. Because a role model sometimes can be somebody that you don't know, but somebody that you aspire to be or somebody that you hear their story and they inspire you because you realize that maybe you have a whole lot more in common than you think, even though now they're sitting at, you know, tables with the heads of the world. I mean, Michelle Obama was a Girl Scout, right? I mean, there are so many, and that's just naming one person, uh, but... With that all being said, you know, we've talked about the importance of girls finding their voices. Do you feel like having that safe space with other girls also makes it easier for girls to find their voices? It does. It does. Without question. And, you know, I mean, look, I went to a single sex school. I went to an all women's college and, you know, I did that was intentional for me. I did that. I wanted to be surrounded with like minded, you know, women well, the same. And I wanted on some level to be taught by educators who valued that as much as I did. And, you know, so there is tremendous value in that. And I do think I do think it helps. Yeah, it's it's really, you know. I say this all the time, like to everybody I talk to, like, I can't believe how cool the organization is and and the people that I've met. And I'm probably like making it uncool by saying cool. That's probably not even like a cool (laughs) word anymore. (laughs) So sorry. Sorry. Cool is always cool. Yeah, right. Cool is always cool. I'm making it cool again. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I just, and and the confidence I see. With these young girls um, of all ages, but it particularly, it really hits home for me when I see the girls in high school because high school is such a tough, tough age. It's hard for boys. It's really hard for girls. And I can't even imagine like what it's like with all of the social media Um, and, you know, all of these ridiculous standards that you're supposed to think are real and keep up with. So, but when I, the girls that I talk to, they're like, they seem like they're just like, that's really not even on their radar. Not to say that they might not be on it, but it's not something like they have other things to focus on. So they don't, they don't worry about that, you know, which is so heartening to see. It is. It is. Yeah. And they're still teenage girls. Like yeah. it is cool. I mean, you know, we spent about five minutes of the opening of Transforming Leadership talking about Taylor Swift. So exactly. The concert, yeah. So. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're not being influenced by other people's ideas of what a girl or a female should be, which nope, they're I, trailblazers. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's exactly. And I and I just yeah. Anyway, I've been. I just love it. And so Mara, if there was just one thing that you wish people understood and knew about the Girl Scout leadership experience, what would that be? Well, I mean, obviously I wish everybody knew everything that we just talked about (laughs) today. Right. Um, But I think, you know, I, I guess it's okay if people still think of Girl Scouts as being about cookies, camps, and crafts. But if they're thinking about that, like I want them to think about it as those are part of this research-based programming that intentionally provides experiences, you know, for girls to develop their leadership skills. Like that's, that's what I want them to take away. That yes, we are about that, but that is part of a larger leadership program. Well said. That's really well said. And so now here's my curveball. Phew! Okay. Um, What wise words do you have for other daughters of change out there 
that are listening, regardless of their age? I, I guess I would say it doesn't matter, you know, who you are or what age you are, but that we always need to be thinking and being mindful of how we're showing up and what we're role modeling, right? How are we, how are we, especially for me in this role, how am I walking the walk and talking the talk? How am I living, you know, the Girl Scout law? How am I showing up and role modeling leadership for, for women? And I think that's important for every woman to think about, every female to think about, regardless of their age or their position. How are you showing up? What examples are you setting? And how are you building tomorrow's leaders? Beautifully said. Really nicely said. And on that note, I'm going to ask you, Mara, how can people get involved and support this leadership experience for girls? Well, like any nonprofit, people can plug in by giving their time, talent, and treasure, right? So, you know, (laughs) if you have girls, sign them up. You know, if you have some time and, you know, volunteer. Even if you aren't ready to sort of lead a troop, you can still participate. And I think there is another misconception that you have to, like, dedicate every waking minute to, to doing this. And, and you really, you know, you really don't. Obviously, we're getting ready to kick off our annual appeal. So if you can donate and support us financially, that is huge. But I also think one great opportunity is, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you've heard things that are new to you and you didn't know about Girl Scouts, share it. Share it with your network. Talk in your community and talk to your friends about what Girl Scouts is and what they really do. Like that's that I think is is almost more important than the other things. Although giving and donating is very important too. <laughs> Check cash is <laughs> cash is queen. Cash is queen. So that's there are there's all kinds of ways. And um, listen, if you are if you're listening to this podcast, you know that there are show notes, and in the show notes, we are going to have links to the Girl Scouts website which is girlscoutsofmaine.org. We'll also have, if you're outside of Maine, we'll have the Girl Scout USA website up there. We will have a direct link to how you can donate. And also on the website, you can find out how you can volunteer and get involved. Like Mara said, there are a lot of ways you can do that. So, and it doesn't have to be all consuming. Yep. You know, there, there are ways to get involved. So, And to tee it up, we're launching a brand new website first week in January. So it'll have a new look, easier to navigate and find what you're looking for. Yeah, and share that too. Like if you're impressed by what you see, share it on, share the website on your social media. Yes, please. Yeah. Let's get some more girl leaders. That's right. Right. Let's bring more women to the table. Woohoo. All right. Well, Mara, thank you so much. And any last thoughts before we head off into the rest of our day? I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, again, just to reiterate that, um, you know, Girl Scouts plays a critical role in our community. And so we need we need girls, we need volunteers, um, and we need to get the word out. With much gratitude and thanks, I want to recognize our sponsor for the Passion to Action campaign, the First National Bank, whose strong tradition of service extends beyond their walls by dedicating resources to identify and fund critical areas of community need in their market areas. This includes programs that enhance the quality of life, instill pride, and promote important initiatives, including education and youth, health and human services, civic and community development, 
and culture and the arts. Thank you, First National Bank.